starting to think about like what kind of mindset practice is going to be most supportive at a time when you're exceptionally anxious, when you're more likely to be in a phase of self-doubt is going to look very different than a mindset practice when you're feeling really introverted, but not necessarily like when you're on your bleed, feeling very introverted, but also very like spiritually connected. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by none other than one of my core programs, Monetize Your Magic. This is for new, brand new or early on entrepreneurs looking to scale to consistent 5k months and beyond by creating their own irresistible online offers. This program guides you through all of the steps. I was talking to a client recently and she was saying, wow, this is like the startup business blueprint. And that's exactly what I've designed it to be for you, to give you all the tools to create market and sell your irresistible offers that allow you to scale to 5k months and beyond. So these are really the building blocks of your long-term successful well, online wellness business. So if you are a yoga teacher, fitness professional, massage therapist, service provider, nutritionist, etc., etc., and you're looking to either start your business by creating an online program, or you're looking to expand your in-person business to an online model to free up your time and to be able to work more on your own time and from anywhere, and you're looking for um, some online online revenue options. This is the perfect program for you to be able to impact your clients on a super deep transformational way while making more money in the process and feeling just really lit up and full of purpose in your life and in your work. I would love to have you inside of this container. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to learn more about Monetize Your Magic. We kick off February 1st, so the cart is open for the next couple of weeks for the end of February. Go ahead and click that link or DM me on Instagram at Kat Sanuski if you have any further questions about this program. Let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest, Stephanie Adler, who is a certified nutrition consultant, women's hormone and fertility expert, and cycle-informed trainer for coaches. Her practice focuses on supporting those with cycling bodies and balancing their hormones, healing the body and mind holistically, and all things baby-making, in addition to training other coaches to use cycle superpowers in their own businesses. She is immensely passionate about giving women the knowledge and tools they need to thrive in the modern world. Her great loves beyond women's health include reading, ceramics, cooking, and catching the sunset. 
Thank you so much, Stephanie, for being here today. I'm so excited for our conversation. Oh my God, same. It's such a privilege to be here. Thanks for having me, Kat. Of course. And for those of you who don't know, Stephanie and I led a um, retreat this year in October to Costa Rica, and it was absolutely insane. So I've kind of already picked her brain on some of the amazing knowledge that she holds on hormones and uh, cycle syncing and all of the amazing things. So I'm so excited to dive deeper into that. Yeah. And just, you know, I think there's something so beautiful about when women come together to have these kinds of conversations, which was something that was so apparent on our retreat, right? It was just like the kind of elevated conversations we get to have when women are in sacred spaces together. And so I, I love that we're having an opportunity to have this conversation now with so many people being able to listen in. Yes, same. It's so exciting. So Stephanie, would you mind just sharing kind of like your journey into nutrition and then what really motivated and inspired you? I know that now you teach coaches and business owners to use cycle-informed coaching to help their clients on a deeper level. And I know a lot of our listeners want to help their clients. They want to transform lives. They want to not only use this information to help their own business and life, but also to help others. So can you just talk a little bit about what motivated you to go from, you know, nutrition consulting to adding in all these beautiful layers? Yeah, totally. So my background in nutrition comes from a deep desire to help others heal themselves in the way that I was able to. When I was a kid, I was really sick. Long story short, you know, nothing that the doctors did helped me, but changing my diet did. Mm -hmm. And so I was really aware from a young age of the way food had an ability to be medicine or the catalyst for dis-ease in the body. And mm. so when I went back to school for nutrition after getting an undergrad in something completely different, because, you know, no one can ever do Life. it. Right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, when I went back to school, I had this huge moment of realization that I had been so conscious about what I was putting in my body in terms of nutrition, like in terms of my food, but I wasn't paying attention to the fact that I was taking birth control every day. Mm. And when I got off of the birth control pill after 10 years, maybe a little bit more, I had this huge reawakening first, you know, I had several months without my period. I had post birth control syndrome out the wazoo, basically going through puberty again in my early twenties. But what was more powerful than anything was really recognizing how much of my power had been hidden by using the birth control. Mm. And so as I grew into my business and I realized that that power like impacted everything from my relationships to my sex life, to the way I create content, to the way that I connect with others, to the way I communicate. I mean, it truly impacted everything. I saw this huge miss opportunity mm. in, you know, the way that we coach other people and the way that women interact with each other. And so really wanted to bring a lot of awareness to this incredibly transformative. Yes, that's so good. It is so transformative. I've even seen like, since I started cycle syncing, I'm like, wow, I don't feel like I'm just terrible at this task. It's just the time of my cycle. And something that I just wondered when you were talking about that is, would you say that if you're on birth control, how much does it differ? I guess like would getting off birth control be, would you say maybe the number one thing to regulate women's hormones Would that, or does that, what would you say about that? Yeah. So it's a really good question. 
And I think it's really important to note. So while you're, you're on birth control, your, your hormones are like on autopilot. So like, you're not actually creating your own estrogen. You're not creating Mm. your own progesterone. And so it's, if you're trying to regulate your hormones, then getting off birth control absolutely is something that you should Mm. do because it's just acting as a bandaid. Does that mean you can't cycle sync while you're on birth control? That was like my follow-up question there. Yeah. (laughs) You still can cycle sync. It's not going to be driven in the same way by the hormone activity. So Mm -hmm. it won't feel as cyclical as it should. But I do think that women, you know, are cyclical beings, right? And it's in our DNA. We've been cycling for hundreds of millions of years, right? And so... I do find that even when women are on birth control and they cycle sync, it feels good. It feels familiar, Mm. even if your hormones aren't driving it. And then what I typically say to people is like, great, this feels good. Imagine if it felt 10 times better. And Mm. then like, if you get off the birth control, we have the opportunity to do that. So it basically just supercharges it when it's really running off of your hormones shifting and not birth control. How would you say, so I know that you speak about um, hormones being and our cycles being our superpower. How would you say that in business we can really use knowing our cycles or just use that natural cycle to work for our business or, and work for us in general? So cycle thinking and being cycle informed in business can impact everything from the way that you hire, right? Your hiring cycle, mm. it can impact the way you create contact. It, a content that can <laughs> impact the way that you have sales conversations, the way you schedule calls, it can impact so much of the way in which you run your business. And so, I mean, some of the really powerful ways in which I've seen it impact my business is the way that I work with my team and like really making sure that I'm set up to do tasks in a way that is appropriate with my cycle to give my team what they need. Because so often, you know, before I was implementing cycle thinking with my team, we were like always on this missed schedule where it was like, they needed this from me, but it wasn't opportune time for me to do that. And so then like, we were just kind of behind on everything. So with Mm. my team is the time that I use it. And it's been amazing since I've been implementing cycle thinking with my team. And then really, I think like doing content creation, like knowing when to do video you know, when knowing when to do Instagram lives, knowing when to do collabs and knowing when to do backend stuff, right? Mm. Like doing that is my superpower because when we're ovulating, you're your most articulate, right? So the, the part of your brain that pro- connects with your processors for communication is on its highest setting, basically. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to communicate so much more clearly. You're also more attractive. So like your physical features of your face shift to be more attractive to both the opposite sex and, you know, the same sex. And so it's just like, people are more intrigued by you. People are Mm -hmm. more likely to say yes to you. So if you could schedule sales calls. (laughs) Yeah, lives. Podcast (laughs) interviews. (laughs) Totally like anything, you're going to be getting so much more bang for your buck without, Mm -hmm. you know, a better way of saying it than if you were doing that a week and a half later. Mm, You're more of like a natural magnet. So even like batch creating reels during ovulation for the whole month would be like such a great idea. Uh, It's so amazing. And I think this really like right now, such a buzzword in the online entrepreneur on, on woo online entrepreneurial space is like 
operating from the feminine or, you know, having the feminine flow. And I just feel like that's a buzz word in general right now. Do you like, how do you see that playing in to cycle informed? Would you say it really is everything or what is your take on operating from more of a feminine place in business? Yeah. You know, I've thought about this a lot recently because you're right. It is so buzzy and so trendy. And it's interesting for me because I see a lot of coaches talking about it. And then Mm. I look at their practices and I look at what they're doing and I'm like intrigued, right? I'm not necessarily saying that it's wrong or, you know, because I, who am I to say that? But I find it really, really fascinating when we speak about leading from the feminine, but we're not connected with the thing Mm -hmm. that makes us uniquely feminine, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I do believe that being cycle informed creates so many opportunities for us to tap in to that femininity for us and then to be able to lead from that. And that being said, I'm sure that there are other ways, you know, something that I think about as being incredibly feminine and I'm curious, you know, your perspective on this too, Kat, is being able to receive, right? Like being in the Mm. receiving and when I hear a lot of coaches talking about that, I think, you know, I think a lot of that is what they're referring to sometimes is like letting it be easier, like letting things come mm. to you, the receptor. And I find that when women are working against their biological rhythm, things, we don't feel like we're receiving things easily. Like everything feels like a challenge. It feels really hard to do, but when we're working in conjunction with our cycle, we're able to receive so much easier. And so I actually think that becoming cycle informed helps so much of that, like being able to receive from the feminine is just one example of one of the things that I've been hearing. I definitely agree with that. I also think that a big part of that feminine is, um, and, and just while you were talking, what kind of like triggered a thought for me was alignment too. It's like, I see the masculine being the shoulds of like, you should be doing this. This is the safe route. This is what you should be doing. And whether it's in, you know, a a wellness business, whether it's in your own business, doing something just because it's the way that you should, that you think you should be doing it. That's like how I view almost the masculine and then the feminine in that way is almost, I would say more like alignment and doing following more of like what lights you up, what's really exciting to you, what feels good. And that receiving piece, I could definitely see that a lot as well. But I feel like that would probably be so much easier when you're tapped into some of those natural flows, your own creativity, your own desires, being tapped into that with your flow could only magnetize that piece of kind of the feminine leadership. Like when, I, when you're operating from a place of alignment, you know, like what is more powerful than being aligned with mm. your cycle, right? Than like so doing true. the activity that is perfectly aligned for where you're at physiologically in your body right now. Mm. I never thought of it like that. That's so, that's so interesting and obvious all at once. <laughs> like, duh. Um, and I imagine that, uh, well, I know from my personal experience and that I can imagine pretty much for anyone that when they learn cycle and form for themselves and they feel so much more aligned and in their power and to be able to give that gift to then your clients, which is what you teach people to do in your program is such an added layer of 
guiding women. Totally. And something that was really important for me when creating this program was not only to give the coach these skills so that they can better their own business, but mm. yeah, like to help them, you know, I think, in the, and this is something that you and I have chatted about before Kat too, is like, you're never just the business coach. You're never just the health coach. You're never just the mindset coach. Like everything when we're coaching someone comes to light. Like if someone is having a trouble in their marriage, that's going to impact their nutrition, right? Like if, you know, it's like my husband and I are eating different things and we're totally on the same page and he doesn't support what I'm doing. Like that's going to come into your conversation as a health coach with your client. If, you know, someone is feeling really depressed and like really just not good about themselves. And so it's there, it's hard for them to show up on video. That's going to impact their business. Mm. Right. And that's going to come up as a business coach. And so something that was really important for me is like, not only to teach this from the business perspective, right. But like to teach it from all of the perspectives so that when, because women need to support all parts of other women. And so when someone who comes to you, no matter what kind of coach you are, someone comes to you with any sort of issue, you can help them understand how to best approach it from the feminine, right? And like, depending on what's going on. And so, yeah, I just think it's, it's really cool and important as coaches for us to like, decide what kind of legacy we want to leave behind, you know? I love that. So good. Something that I recently saw on your, did you post maybe today or yesterday? It's very recently was about mindset practices for different phases. And as a mindset junkie myself and like uh, meditations and things like that, and seeing as a business coach, that being one of the main blocks for clients, you know, that's like one of the biggest things is if you're dealing with imposter syndrome, that's going to hold you back in so many different aspects of your business. And a lot of it comes back to mindset and people kind of getting out of their own way. But maybe this is putting you on the spot a little bit, but do you, (laughs) I was wondering if you have for each phase of your cycle or maybe like one or two of your favorites that you might be able to think of off the top of your head for mindset practices, like to show maybe during ovulation, like what would be a mindset practice that you would love? And then what would during menstruation or the luteal phase be, you know, and how would those maybe differ? I would love to. And I also love being put on the spot. Okay. I know you're good for it. (laughs) Um, I think what just the important little caveat thing to share here is that just like with any, every body is different. Every person Mm. is different and every mindset need is different. So while I can give you, you know, like these are the mindset practices I recommend. What I think is most helpful is like understanding what the mindset struggle is more based on what is happening with your brain chemistry so that you can self-adjust the mindset practices. So for example, in your luteal phase, your body creates more cortisol more quickly. Cortisol being the stress hormone. So you are more likely. Luteal is just for anyone that's not as familiar with the phases. Luteal is. The second half of your cycle. So after you. Okay. So like into the PMS window. Yeah. The PMS window, just a, you know, throwing it out there. PMS is common, not normal. You don't have to have Mm -hmm. PMS, but yes, it is oftentimes referred to as the PMS phase. So the second half of your cycle, your body thinks you might be pregnant. 
the what is called the corpus luteum which is where your follicle was developing that turned into an egg they send the egg through the fallopian tubes to the uterus to get fertilized if it doesn't get fertilized it dissolves but the leftover sac which is called the corpus luteum doesn't have like a walkie talkie connection with that egg that it sent out okay and so for the next week and a half approximately it starts producing progesterone progestation okay it is the progestation gestation hormone <laughs> not like i say that 50 times a day i know <laughs> hormone. and it is basically creating an environment in your body that would be most beneficial and protective for a growing embryo, for if you were going to be pregnant, because that is like what our body's on its most primal basic level wants mm -hmm. us to reproduce, right? That's like why this whole cycle happens. Mm -hmm. So you're naturally going to lean towards more skeptic. You are more going to doubt yourself and doubt things because it's like the natural response to keep you safe, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want you being like, yeah, I'm going to go jump out of a plane right now. Like it wants you to be like, eh, I don't know if that's a good idea. And so thinking about like making an investment in something, right? Whereas maybe two weeks prior, you'd have been like, hell yeah. Like, I feel so good about this. I trust myself. Two weeks later, when you're in the midst of luteal phase and everything is like, oh, I'm a little bit dowdy and I'm creating more stress hormone and I'm a little more anxious about this. Not as optimal, right? And so starting to think about like what kind of mindset practice is going to be most supportive at a time when you're exceptionally anxious when you're more likely to be in a phase of self-doubt is going to look very different than a mindset practice when you're feeling really introverted but not necessarily like when you're on your bleed feeling very introverted but also very like spiritually connected mm. right they're two very different mindsets and so for example like during ovulation when you're actually feeling super confident Anxiety, I think, tends to store up in a physical capacity. Like if we're not moving enough when you're around ovulation because energy is really high, I think mm -hmm. that that energy typically shows up as anxiety. And so I usually recommend movement practices for mindset around ovulation, right? Like get out of your mind and into your body. Mm, if that you're makes struggling. so much sense. Mm -hmm. But around your luteal phase, like oftentimes it can be really helpful to make like pros and cons lists. It can be really helpful to like deal with the more rational side of your brain because you're already feeling that like intense amount of self-doubt and anxiety. Whereas in your menstrual phase, you know, doing morning pages or like stream of consciousness writing, that's like less structured and less rational, but more spiritual is going to feel really appropriate. It's so good. And thinking about like knowing my cycle and thinking about what I naturally do and allowing myself to do those things. Cause I think many of us not knowing your cycle, just fight it and say, no, this is what I need to do. But even thinking about the natural flow, it's like, yeah, that's kind of what I allow myself to almost naturally lead towards during those times as well. So to understand that and have that broken down and be able to really lean into those things during that time is so powerful. And I think the problem is just like, you know, when women are told this is what you should do or well, we're well-meaning coaches do something or they see something that works for some of their clients or like, okay, now do this. And it's like, yeah, okay, great. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And it works for me sometimes and it doesn't work for me other times. And so I think just having the permission to say like, I'm a cyclical being and not everything is going to work for me all the time. Mm -hmm. And being able to customize that is like really where the magic starts to happen. And getting more curious, I think with the clients too, of, of asking those questions 
more into their life and not just, okay, this is the mindset block. Let's tack it with this, but being more curious on like, what's going on, what's going on in your life? Like what else is happening? Where are you at in your cycle? Also, I think for clients having permission, like permission to be like, it didn't work for me. Mm. You know, like I know with my first business coach, you know, when she would give me practices to do sometimes I was almost embarrassed to say it didn't work for me. And like, because she's the expert, like I, I didn't do it right. Or who knows what it was. And now looking back on it, I mean, this was years ago and now being able to fully being cycle informed the way that I do, it's like, either maybe that practice just didn't work for me, generally speaking, or I was just applying it at the wrong time. And I wish that I had had someone to say, okay, well, tell me where you're at in your cycle. Like, let's try these things. Yes. Getting, getting more clarity around why and what else could work. That's so good. And something else I thought of when you were breaking down, just like the different cycles and the mindset practices was pain tolerance too. Like that's something that I think is so interesting. And that when you were talking about, the mindset about how that could maybe come in with different pieces of, of business as well of just like general pain tolerance as far as like criticism or negative reviews or, or things like that, like different and you can't always control that. But maybe if you plan when you go in and look at your reviews thinking like there might be a couple, you know, negative and I have a higher pain tolerance during this time. The pain tolerance for me always comes up when I'm getting my eyebrows done. I'm like, oh, is it, do I have a high pain tolerance? Am I prepared for this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think pain tolerance can also be interpreted as resilience, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some times of the month that we're designed to be more resilient and other times where we're more vulnerable and like, that's okay. And that vulnerability doesn't have to be a weakness. We just need to be able to plan around it and not put mm-hmm. ourselves like, out for slaughter at the wrong time, right. you know, like I'm launching like, <laughs> during super exactly. vulnerable times. Totally. Or like, you know, I don't know, there's so many ways in which that can be applied, but yeah, I mean, I definitely like anytime I have like a closing call or any sort of review, I always plan that around a time where I'm less tender because mm-hmm. why not? Right. Like this is the whole point of being able to cycle sync and being right. able to because your superpower. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. As far as being a coach, how can this cycle-informed knowledge help you show up more powerfully as a coach to your clients? Oh my God, I'm so glad you asked this question, Kat. It's something that I've been really so excited about teaching inside cycle-informed coaching because I know for me, it has really changed the way that I coach. And I think in a way that is really serving to my clients, like for example, they're based on what is going on with our own hormones. It really changes what our superpower is as a coach on any given week of the month. So there are some times of the month where you're going to be like a really helpful listener and really like your mind is geared towards problem solving in a really powerful way. Mm. Right. So like maybe scheduling like a launch plan or like figuring out like a launch review with your client of like, what went wrong? What do we need to do differently? Like all of that really rational, like organizational brain Mm. should be happening when you're in your luteal phase. Right. And like, you're looking at things more critically, whereas like hype woman time and being like, you are the baddest bitch on the block. Right. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here. Sorry if I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, being like, you're the, (laughs) you are the, you know, like crushing it is like when you're in your ovulation phase and like energy is high, but honestly, like 
you can be a good listener during that time, but it is not going to come mm. as easily to you as when you were in your menstrual phase, right? And you're like a little bit more subdued and quiet as is. And so there are definitely different times of the month that we have our own like emotional intelligence skills that are highlighted based on what's happening in our brain chemistry, based on what's happening on our me metabolic rate and like how active we want to be. And there's, so there are a lot of different ways in which we can customize our coaching based on where we're at at any given time. Mm, that's so interesting too. I, I'm, I have, I'm picturing being on a call with a client and being like, oh wait, no, we, we can't do this now. I'm in this phase. Let's focus on this, yeah. um, which is so funny to think about. Obviously you wouldn't probably do that on the call, but you could kind of bring it in that direction. Like, I know I can support you really powerfully in this way and kind of like lead it in that way. Totally. And like the thing about being cycle informed is like, we can't fully change our surrounding. We can't fully change mm. our environment to always match up with our cycle. But what we can do is have the understanding of like what our strengths are at any given mm. time and then be able to compensate if we're not in an environment where that strength is going to become our most, you know, important one at that time. And so obviously like if a client comes to you in a time of need, you're not going to be like, eh, come back to me next week. Mm. Like when I'm going to be more rationally brained and critical thinking, but you know, if someone shows up on a call and it's like, honestly, like we can go in whatever direction you want to go in. Like I have some updates, but I'm just down to get coached. Right. Which happens a lot, a lot in one-on-one -on -one coaching for sure. Yeah. Or like if you're planning a curriculum for a group coaching program and like able to schedule those calls out in advance, mm. you could totally set up, you know, your, the one, uh, the call where you're giving a workshop, right. And it's a training to be when you're in ovulation and, you know, mm articulation is really high, energy is really high, and then bringing your guest experts while you're going to be pleading, right? That is so, that's such a nice, like practical application to think about that way. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. And being able to do like hot seat coaching when you're in your follicular phase and like focus is really good and you can really focus in on each individual person, but energy is still high. So you can be like, boom, 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 mm. boom. So yeah. Speaking of energy, how do you have any tips based on whether it's hormone or nutrition? So maybe those times when you are feeling a little less energy in those points in your cycle, like say you've learned your cycle, you're using it and now, okay, you're in a less energy time and you need to maximize your energy. Do you have any like quick tips or quick wins that somebody may be able to implement to get a little like boost of energy outside of like chugging coffee <laughs> um, during those times. Yeah. So advice tip or tip number one, give up coffee. Um, I think <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. Don't tell me. <laughs> it, you know, caffeine is one of those things where it's like the very short sighted goal. And mm. actually what it's doing is in the long term, burning out our adrenals, like it mm. kicks them up really quickly, but then the crash becomes more prevalent. And like the more we do that over and over again, and this is just ladies, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Caffeine is more challenging on a female system than a male system. It sucks. I yeah, have no good explanation for it. I know. I love green tea. tea. You know? 
Green tea, right? Green tea is better than coffee because of the way that the caffeine is released. It's also just less caffeine. Less caffeine yeah. Also, it does have a positive impact on the sex hormone binding globulin, which can be really mm. helpful for people who struggle with testosterone levels. So like it can have a hormone balancing effect. Yeah. Um, so definitely, and also has a lot of more bioavailable antioxidants. So more pro green tea than I am pro coffee, but just generally speaking, caffeine is not going to be your best friend, but I promise I'll give you other helpful tips. Okay. <laughs> I can't not have my coffee. So one thing that you could really focus on is adaptogens. So adaptogens mm-hmm. are a classification of herbs, roots, mushrooms, whatever substance they come in. Um, typically the ones that I recommend most often are usually roots or mushrooms that are designed to meet your body where it's at in terms of stress levels, which is why they're called adaptogens. For example, Kat, you and I could take the same adaptogen, let's say ashwagandha. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if I need more energy and you need more chill, the same herb could give us both the same effect. And what it's doing is like helping the body recalibrate to optimization, right? Like to optimal place Mm -hmm. in terms of energy. So, or stress or balance, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So adaptogens are such powerful tools for people who aren't necessarily experts and, you know, aren't herbalists in being able to really find that equilibrium over the course of, the day with their energy level. That is an amazing tip. And do you have like an adaptogen that is your favorite to recommend or um, like a brand or anything like that, that would be like for someone to start or try that? Yeah. So for specifically for energy, ginseng can be a really powerful adaptogen, but I do typically for people who are just getting started with this, recommend Four Sigmatic is a company. They do like mushrooms is like what they're known for, but they do like, it's all adaptogenic mushrooms and they do like little blends that you can get with, you know, different adaptogens. And I think that that's a really a good route to go. Some of the ones that I really, I mean, there is some nuance here. Like if you're really wanting support with chill, like to be more chill, you could go with like a reishi. Whereas if you wanted you know, more focus, you could do ginseng or something like that. So, I mean, there is a little bit of nuance here, but ashwagandha, I would say is my favorite. Like if anyone is looking for an adaptogen, ashwagandha is the go-to mostly because I think almost everyone I've ever worked with who's taken ashwagandha has received some benefit from it. I mean, it can be really helpful in reducing anxiety. It can be really helpful in encouraging sleep it can be really helpful in boosting energy levels. I mean, it just does a lot. So if you're looking for just one ashwagandha and if you're down to like play around with some blends, I'd go to Four Sigmatic. So sounds like I'll be going to order some ashwagandha and maybe some Four Sigmatic after this. (laughs) Thank you. That's so helpful. Oh, go ahead. And it's a way to replace your coffee. The, (laughs) just like doubling coffee. I've actually, um, you would be proud of me if we're talking about me personally and not the <laughs> listeners right now. I've done very good at my coffee intake. I have actually like pretty much stopped drinking coffee. I can't say the same about caffeine, but coffee. <laughs> so baby, cool. steps, baby steps. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Stephanie, something that, or the last question I have for you is what does being a wealthy and well woman mean to you? What does that look like in your life? Oof. Well, 
well, wealthy, well, um, well, to me, health is wealth, right? Mm. Because if you don't have your health, then like, what do you have? Right. Mm. And so I think we're in a very interesting time where to be not necessarily like, it doesn't have to be this way, but talking about four sigmatic talking, you know, so many of the things that we want to do that are going to increase our wellness cost money. Mm. Right. And I know for me as like someone who's always been in the wellness space before my business took off, I felt really inhibited by wanting to like do all these cool wellness things and then, and being priced out of them. And so I really feel like for me, the abundance that comes from being wealthy Mm. is back to being well, right. And so like to be wealthy and well, I'm kind of answering this in a backwards way, but like are so so interconnected and like, I really think it means to, to be able to do whatever I want or need to do for my body, for my health Mm. without having to worry about its impact on my bank account. Yes, 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 yes. That you, that was so well said. I love that. Thank you, Stephanie, so much for being on the show today. Before we close, do you mind sharing where our listeners can find you and um, what you have coming up or where people can plug into you? Yeah, totally. So um, first of all, it was so much fun to be here, Kat. I always love talking with you and catching up with you. I'm so excited about your podcast. And if you want to learn more about cycle syncing, hormone balance, I also work in fertility. If any of this is of interest to you guys, gals, whoever's listening, my Instagram handle is Stephanie Adler Wellness. Stephanie is with an F. And, you know, I have lots of different opportunities to tap in. If you're a coach and you want to learn more about how to use cycle informed coaching in your business, I have a certification program for that. If you are looking to balance your own your own hormones, I have different programs for that. And if you're looking for support with fertility, I have programs for that too. So come and say hi. And mostly I just love to connect with people. So come and say hi, no matter what. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'll drop all those links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there. And I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.